Hello, I'm glad you're here. My name is Kevin McDonald, host of the following show, Positive Talk Radio. First, let me thank you for listening. I believe that you tuned in for a reason, to make a personal connection with courage and love, creating your dream life, and we're here to help. Terrific guests and topics presented in a fun, entertaining way. So stay tuned for this commercial-free episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome to the show, everybody. Entertaining in my own way. Of course, I think I'm funny. I don't know if anybody else does, but that's... Well, you make me laugh. <laughs> uh, my name again is Kevin McDonald. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio, and I don't know if Eric Ryder has ever had this done for him, so I thought I would do it. And I'd like to introduce the producer of the show, Eric Ryder. <laughs> What do, what do you think? I, I like it. And normally I'm the guy playing the sound effects, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of nice to be on the other side for once. Exactly. How you been, <laughs> sir? Been been good? Yeah, absolutely. Another beautiful week here in the Northwest, despite the storminess. Uh, well, we needed the rain. We've, we we've got empty reservoirs. It has absolutely. been rather enjoyable. What a great uh, piece of fall we're having, you know? By the way, that would be Eric Hall. The Hi. Eric. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We've got a tremendous show for you today. I hope that you'll stay with us the entire time. Um, and uh, I've got to, I've got some news that we're going to share with you a little bit later. And we at quarter till, Eric, what are we going to do at quarter till? Uh, at a quarter till, we play the segment called Pacific Northwest Stories. And today is the third offering in the series of 19 uh, chapters where we visit uh, Rainier Beach area. I think you're going to really like this one. This one was uh, uh, really, by the way, Eric is also an author, and he's a, a blogger of note. You can go to uh, any one of the uh, millions of podcast or uh, um, websites that I have, and you can. Uh, four now. Four of them. Is it yeah. five now? No, it's gonna, uh, yeah, it's going to be five. It's going to be five before we get too far down the road, So, uh, which is really exciting news that uh, we're going to keep close to the vest for the moment but we're going to be busting that out fairly soon cool. and um eric you've met our guest haven't you eric hall yeah I mean, yeah that would be you yes <laughs> i no, have i have yeah. in a roundabout way because I, I i what do they call that when you you vocally crash a show rather than you know you you bomb a show bomb a picture i bombed her show once and said hello <laughs> you butted in i butted in which which i'm prone to do yeah by the yeah. way what what we're gonna do hello is we're, yes we're gonna call you eric and we're gonna okay. call mr writer mr writer gotcha okay that's that's, that's how you'll know c. that you're getting called on and yeah, make sure you pronounce it with the c not the k because i can tell no he's they're both you're, you're both with the c yes that's correct but i just want to make it clear when people are out there that they say eric and not eric oh <laughs> I get so Eric. Do they do Eric, Eric to you? Eric. Eric. Thank you. No, that was to Eric. Oh, <laughs> is that the Norwegian way of saying it? No, 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 no. That's the Danish way. I, I feel your Eric. pain, Eric Hall. Thank you. Thank pain. you. Thank you. Because Vikings is Eric. Right. You can tell it's more violent. There is an aggression. Eric is, and Eric means king-like, which is a very fitting name for me. Yeah. Which is why we're having this conversation. I can't imagine why we're having this conversation. <laughs> well, I just told you. <laughs> so, there we go. 
So, so okay, let's let's get on with the 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 gig here before our guest says "fooey" and leaves. <laughs> um, Aren't you glad you joined this choreo? <laughs> this <laughs> this young lady I met uh, two years ago, and the reason I met her was I was doing a podcast with a uh, lady on the East Coast who was a psychic, and um, um, she. Yeah, and uh, I was working with Martha Norwalk at the time, and I said, um, do you do animal uh, readings? And she said, well, yeah, I do, but I'm not as good as uh, Coriel Kramer. And I said, oh, really? Do you have her, her number or a way for me to contact her? And uh, she did, and we got together, and, uh, and she was an animal communicator like no other animal communicator. And she's extraordinarily good at what she does. Uh, what she did do now she's even more extraordinary in a huge way of what she's doing now it, and by the way ladies and gentlemen if you're listening to the show you will not have here heard this anywhere else in the world because she's the only one who does it because she just created it developed it is moving forward with it and uh is doing all of it um because of of the as she puts it the download she gets at three o'clock in the morning so i guess she doesn't sleep very well but but it's their downloads from above from her guides and other folks that are that are leading her and she'll correct me if i'm wrong but we do a show every week on tuesdays at noon and people should tune into those because those are absolutely fantastic if you have an animal, if you know an animal, uh, if you don't like animals, those people that don't like animals, because we all know they're out there, you should especially tune in. You will grow to understand these creatures in, in ways that uh, you probably did not expect to do. Absolutely. And she is she is terrific. She's probably blushing now because we're talking about her. But uh, Cor- Cor- <laughs> Coriel, welcome to the show, Miss Kramer. How are you? I'm good. That's Coriel with a C. And Thank I you. Tell. See, I can tell, too. And it's Kramer with a K, and I can tell. Coriel Kramer, yep. So, yep. I you dig know, it. Don't get it twisted. Thank you. I'll be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Coriel, welcome welcome to the other thing that I do, which is the radio, in addition to the podcast and the podcast and the podcast and the other podcast. Um so but I wanted I wanted to have you here because number one, on the uh podcast that we're doing on my independence report on Tuesdays and where we've added Saturday, you were actually doing well, I'll tell you what, I'm the host, you're the guest. We invited you here. Why don't you tell us what we're doing? I don't know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got lost in the podcast. Um, So what what we're doing is, well, first off, I have to say that, Kevin, you really were the one that first gave me the platform to that enabled me to bring my new work with animals to the world. So I really have to thank you for that from the bottom of my heart because you have been so supportive of it. You've been such a, a huge um, cheerleader for it. Uh, you talk about it. You you know you just praise it. Heck, you were the one that came up with the word for, that I call it now, which is dynamic. So uh, you know it's it's really it's it's really something that I really appreciate from the bottom of my heart. Basically, what we're doing is uh, I have developed 
new ways of interacting with animals that basically no one's ever done before. Uh, and it makes it, it simplifies it. It makes it so that you can understand your animals on a level unlike anything before. And um, it enables me to do my work and bring animal communication to a totally different stratosphere. And they're called the animal dynamics. And what we've done is we've done a series on the six animal dynamics, uh, what they are, what each dynamic is, um, and how, you know, to interact with your animal to, to really and truly understand their personality. So we've done those series on the animal dynamics, which you should definitely check out on the My Independence Report podcast or the YouTube channel. Um, because those are a lot of fun. And now what we're doing is we're doing what I call a series called The Six Dynamics of Christmas. So I'm taking a dynamic each week. We just finished uh, doing the uh, direct and demanding uh, archetype, and I'll explain what these are in a little bit. But we just did the uh, finished the week of doing um, the direct and demanding, and now we're into... Uh, the energetic, and then the next is going to be the rule breaker. So it's fun. They're toys that you can get, unlike anything before. The, the animal dynamics give you the ability to understand who your animal's true essence is, what their personality is. Now, not only just saying, oh, he's really, really sweet, and he's really, really charming, and he's really, really zen, or she's really, really cute. It, it's beyond that. It's now you can put a label to their personality. And when you find out who their personality truly is, then it's a game changer. Then you're able to, each dynamic needs a different tone of voice, different words and phrases you can call them. Uh, different ways of uh, playing with them, exercising with them, feeding them, literally feeding them, um, how to buy toys for them, how, why they do the things they do. It, it answers the question, it unravels animal kind. It, it really, really does. It's really exciting. So it unravels the questions we have about why animals do the things they do and why they act the way they act and it shows you what it is and, and, and opens the book and, and throws the book out the window of all the animal communication um, books that have been have come before it. It's really transformative. So that's what we're doing now is we're doing the six dynamics of Christmas each week. Tuesdays and Saturdays, we take a dynamic and I show you different really cool toys that you can buy for your animal that they're they're if they're that kind of personality, they should really love. I want to play with some of them. There's, yeah. There really are cool animals. But I want to focus that on that on your particular gifts because you're an animal communicator, which allows you to reach a, a, a much deeper level of communication with the animal. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I've seen, I've seen her work. There was a, um, a rather large dog that was... Uh, I uh, forget his name. Wallum, Wallum, and he. They had to use a uh, stretcher to get him up and uh, hoist and all that. He was a big dog, and uh, Corio worked with them. And I, then I saw a film of him playing with his playmate in the backyard, running around and and being happy. The the work that she does, it, and it's not only good for the animal; it's good for you too. 
because you can learn so much about yourself and through these same archetypes of know, your mate and your animals, it really is destined, I believe, which is why I support it so so firmly, is I believe it's destined for great things. And uh, and Coriel is open to teaching other people how to do it and to work with other folks and, and stuff. So I'm going to send Eric there because he needs to learn how to behave. I do. I do. And Sheba, Sheba supports that as well in fact i think that's why she's watching this show when mm -hmm. often she's not interested in the show she says and in fact she's making sure that i keep my we up yep she just looked at me like <laughs> uh, so i need to but it's not just domestic well it's not just uh, house pets that you're also concerned about because i saw uh, the work you did with a horse what was mm -hmm. that about six months ago yes that was, yeah. um, th well, I've worked with a lot of horses since I started uh, Developed Animal Dynamics, but uh, the horse, Marshall, I think you're talking about Marshall, he was having a lot of trouble. They, were, yeah, they weren't able to, to hack him, which is basically, that's a horse term for walking your horse. Mm -hmm. um, he would run back to the barn and, you know, that's kind of dangerous when all of a sudden your horse pulls away from you and you know, you're going along with them <laughs> and they're running towards the barn. So we were able to find out what was going on with him. And I was able to show his person, his personality and why his personality was tweaked a little high. See what it is, is that the, the just like a, a human being. Okay. So the animal dynamics are basically six personality archetypes that describe to you who your animal is at their core, their essence. Um, and the thing of it is, is that the really neat thing about it is, is that when they're feeling good, they're in what I call the plus spectrum of the animal dynamics. So they're, they're, they're owning who they are. They're feeling good. There's no unwanted behavior. They're happy. They're joyous. They're free. Now, when they go into the minus spectrum, what I call the minus spectrum, they can have unwanted behaviors. They can have health issues. They can have emotional issues. They can be put into trauma and drama and, and PTSD from, you know, being abused. And then you take this animal into your home and he's all or she's all whacked out. It, it, that usually means that their personality is not healthy. And I don't like to use the word healthy like they're they're sick or they're 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 diseased or anything. I don't mean that. It just means when they're healthy and vibrant, they're acting good and they're acting happy. And when they're not, that means that their personality is in the minus spectrum and it means that they need help, whether that is from your vet, whether that is from a trainer, whether that is from a behavioralist, whether that is from an animal communicator, hello, um, doesn't matter. It just means that they need help. So the, the minus spectrum is a wake-up call um, for you to know that and be and to confirm that, yes, there's something the matter with my animal. You They're know, not this, happy. This is a great point because we so often forget, and I know I forget this, we are so much part of their world. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to kind of take that for granted. Like, yes. uh, you know, here's your food. I got to go to work. I'll see you later this afternoon. Mm -hmm. And you forget that they have, you know, that they're waiting for you to come back and encounter with them. Right. 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 
Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it, sometimes animals can fly with that and animals are fine with it. They go and they do their thing. They're playing with their toys while you're at work. They're guarding the house, which is what their job is, depending on what animal they are. They're uh, keeping the energy nice and, and happy and healthy in the house. It depends on what kind of job they think they have. You know, they're listening to the music you put on. Um, so a lot of the times they're fine. But then sometimes what happened, what I discovered, especially during the last few years with what we went through with COVID and we're still going through, but not to the extent that we were before, what was happening was the animals who basically had that filter between us and them. So they had that pause. They actually had that break in between, you know, where you would go off to work and they would have their time to themselves Sorry, but it's true. A lot of animals were having a hard time trying to keep up with all the things that humanity was going through. We were going through a lot of fear, a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, just confusion and chaos and all this kind of stuff. And the animals were just like, you know, one minute they could keep up with it and the next minute they couldn't. So um, I, I was doing and I have been doing a lot of work with animals in that aspect of doing that healing work with them. But the animal dynamics, I truly believe, are a game changer for humanity. I think the, these are the way that you can understand animals on a level like nothing else before. If you can get why an animal does the way they do and say, oh, that animal's a sensory. Now I understand how to approach them. Now I understand how to talk to them, the tone of voice I can use, and it makes your relationship with them even better. Hey, there's nothing better than that. So you're also talking about energy, the energies that we send. I mean, they pick up on our sadness. They pick up on our stress. And this is how they partially view the world that they're in, right? Yeah. I mean, this is not... It's not woo-woo and it's not, you know, totally out there. Your animal feels we've all had um, instances and experiences where we're feeling really bad. And we've had an animal come up to us and made us feel better. Yeah. And you're, or they, they wanted to be petted and they purred or they kissed our faces or they licked our faces and we feel better. It's been scientifically proven that when you pet an animal, a domesticated animal, when you pet an animal, your, your nervous system gets regulated, your breathing comes down, your mind calms down. It's, it's scientifically proven. A cat's purr is extremely healthy. So what happens is, is that, you know, we are all able to, you know, feel better when with, with, with the animals. So now you can understand animals on a different level. Well, what's your thoughts about what causes us to uh, feel better when we're connected to an animal? What is that uh, reliance? There's a lot of things. It depends on what animal it is. But, but it, you know, because different animals make you feel differently. So um, there's a lot of studies with, with uh, kids who have um, uh, mental issues. Like, like autism and that sort of thing. Autism, ADHD, um, uh, you know, Down syndrome, things like that. They're, when they're connected to animals like horses, or, or donkeys or goats or something. There's something about connecting to a big animal like that 
um, that is, is, it, it just, it makes you feel, depending, not everybody feels that way, but a lot of people feel protected, especially when that animal is gentle to you, a giant, a gentle giant who's protective of you and you feel safe with. So there, um, there's the emotional tunnel is the safety then? To a certain extent. I mean, I don't, I, I, I love my girl sacred, but she doesn't make me feel safe. She's like an Angora little foo-foo cat, you know, she's not making me, making me feel safe, but she does regulate. I do notice that when I pet her and my mind starts to quiet and I start to relax, the, the purring is also extremely, it, that pattern of purring is very zen-like. It's very meditative. It's very relaxing. It's like um, if you've ever listened to these megahertz music yeah, yeah. at certain vibrations, certain megahertz uh, denotes certain things, that, that's been proven that a, that a cat's purr is very, very healing and can promote healing. This is why they have, you know, cats in nursing homes and cats in some hospitals and things like that there. Why do you think they have therapy animals? Because they make us feel good. It is definitely more humane. I've always questioned places that say um, animals not allowed. You know, there's areas that I sort of understand, you know, some restaurants and maybe some grocery stores. But when you get into apartment buildings or any kind of housing, I consider it inhuman if they don't include animals. It's one of the things that I absolutely loved about living in Europe, yeah. uh, especially I was living in Munich and uh, was living in Italy and Spain and um, the UK. And is so cool because there's so many places that they allow the animals to come in. And it makes everybody feel good. I mean, as long as the dog isn't acting like an idiot, you know, I mean, then, yeah, leave them at home, please, because that's a little annoying. Yeah, but um, that about kids, too. But they're but they're all, you know, if they're trained right, they're sitting by their person and they're being nice and calm. But they just it makes you happy. There's something about animals, unless you you're a Grinch. <laughs> there's something about animals that make you happy. They, I mean, it just is. It makes it gives you happiness in your heart and makes you feel good. And when your your animals give you so much, our animals give us so much. Now, if I can show people through the work that I do with the the, the animal dynamics that I created, if I can show people how to give back to their animal in ways they never even thought that they could before. You never even thought you could do this for your, the way you touch your animal, the way you talk to your animal, the tone of voice you use, how you feed them, how you play with them, how you interact with them, how you exercise with them. Everything can be surrounded by the dynamic. And if I could show people how to do that, it makes life even better. That's what I want to do. I want to make life for animals and people even better. I dig that. By the way, Eric, did you, did you say something about children? Um, well, not, not you know, we, we've all been to a restaurant where maybe the children um, aren't sitting and so at that's, the same table with their family. You know, that's Eric Hall at AOL.com. You know, other want. people that, you know, we're always glad to say hi to children. But, you know, it's nice to have a short conversation and then they go back to their table and then I can finish my meal without being looked at. That's Eric Hall at AOL.com. Are you going to eat all that? And and you can't offer them food because then the parents get alarmed. 
you know, you can't. So what do you do? You, you know, you're in a difficult position. Right. Hey, we're, 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 we're a little off topic now. So I want I do want to let you know that you can go to. Uh, uh, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. No, that's no. You're send emails to Eric Hall at AOL dot com. Um, but I, I'll tell Hi. you, com is where you go and you can get all the information that you need to Julie work with her. You can do an intake form. She, now the, the really cool thing about what she does and what I love about it is that she doesn't do what I, what I would call a one-off. It's not like she says, okay, come in and I'll, I'll work with you for an hour. What she does is deep. It takes time. It takes effort on both parts you cannot go in and say fix me she gives you the tools just stop me if i'm wrong anywhere in here coriel but but uh, she gives you the tools to be able to fix yourself and your animal and to work with it and to give you insights that you wouldn't get anywhere else on this planet and that's why i'm so i'm so happy to be working with you and, and we've been doing we've done a ton of shows so go to my independence report or go to coriel kramer uh channel on youtube and you can and you can watch a lot of the videos that we've done and and stuff because we've done a lot of them and and they're very important uh to, in the grand scheme of things they're yes, terrific. they are there's a lot of value there just like core like uh, you guys said you learn a lot about yourself you learn a lot about your animals it's applicable to other humans you know and it's uh, also can be a stress saver because if you're talking to your boss and all of a sudden you picture them as that big dog you have problems with it kind of changes the dynamic <laughs> and you think it so sure. you also think of your dog and your boss as a big dog um yeah, that's well, you know, eric hall at aol <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so coriel we've got we don't have very much time uh, but we might be able to get take one call if you want to take a call quickly to ask a question about the program that you're doing um uh, so give us a call if you do but you got a call right now because we're going to run out of time four oh or four two five three seven three five five two seven or eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine and uh, let's talk more about the uh the uh, toy giveaway that we're doing oh, yeah. through december 18th well december 17th really go ahead right so real quick a couple of things i want to let you know there's six dynamics so you know there is the direct and demanding there's the energetic there is the rule breaker there is the sensory there is the shifter and the transcendent so what i am doing is i am giving away um a toy to each dynamic one toy for each dynamic of course i'll you know i pick a name so what you do is is that you can either watch the show live or you can watch it on replay. But if you leave a comment and you let me know why you think your animal is whatever dynamic you think your animal is, what are they doing? How do they act? What do you, what do you think their, their traits are for that dynamic? It just has to be one. Then I enter you in uh, or your animal in to, to get picked or uh, for the raffle for the, the toy that I'm going to give away for each dynamic. So I'm giving away six toys, Very six, cool. Very six cool. different toys, you know, for six different dynamics. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. hopefully we're doing it early enough so that um, I can pick the toy, get the toy to you and get the toy for your animal for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you feels right to celebrate in your heart. 
The only thing that the only asterisk is we're not the U.S. Postal Service and we're not UPS. There That's up to them so to get it to you on time. You know, one of the things that uh, my relationship with my cat, because the only time that uh, she really goes out of the house that she travels with me is when I take her to the vet. Mm-hmm. And we go through this process of getting ready to the vet. Mm-hmm. And then we take her there and I hold her, you know, through the whole time. And uh, they, you know, look in her mouth and then they take the thermometer and they put it in her little rear rear end. And, and then she checks out fine and, and I bring her home. But when I go out, she gives me that look like, you really enjoy that? You know, she <laughs> thinks I'm going out there to, you know, so I try to explain to her, no, I, we don't always do that. Yeah, well, you, you know, it's like it, it it depends depending on what her dynamic might be. You might want to think about she might be open to. She's a quiet, strong type. Strong might quiet be, type. She might be open to to because she sounds like she's a brave little one. So she might be open to being put on a on a harness and a leash. Huh. There are some animals that like being walked. One of my cats was a transcendent and she was very then and she was very like let's do the adventure she was a rule breaker transcendent that's another thing you should know the animal dynamics can be in any different combinations the shifter is the combination of all six but there could be the animal could be one two three four five six dynamics it doesn't matter it makes it really a lot of fun um it's kind of like uh legos for animals it really clicks stuff into place for you but (laughs) you might want to see if she wants to go out she might be telling you you know something she you does take like- me out. The only time you take me out is when they put a thermometer up my hoot hoo. And that's not <laughs> proof to me so you maybe, don't do that. Yeah. Proof to me maybe we need to do something else besides going out to the bed every single time, you know, which makes sense. It yeah. Makes sense. We, we, we go for a walk every morning around the house. So she's got her pattern that, you know, she likes to check out the perimeter and, you know, go back in and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe I will take her to the beach sometime and, and see what happens. Just take her around, start her around the house or or the around the block, or yeah. someplace quiet if there's a park, and just mm-hmm. sit with her for a few minutes. Don't do it for hours on end. Start slow. <laughs> and we well, that's a good suggestion. Slow. That yeah. could be fun. Yeah, and he he gets up at like in the middle of the night, so um, it he gets up at like at four o'clock in the morning. I'm an, I'm an early bird. It, it bothers me immensely when I'm I get a text bird. at four thirty in the morning, but that's another story. But he um, answers it too. He answers it too. <laughs> I'm, a, so, so I'm, there. I'm so praying for Kevin McDonald at AOL dot com. <laughs> Kevin McDonald at AOL dot com. No, I'll even give mine out. My independence report at gmail.com if you want to email me you can if you forget coriel's email with or her, her website which is coriel with a c kramer with a k uh, dot com and you can and you can go uh, talk to her about about um she actually has a whole process that you have to promise that you're going to do the work there's homework that you get to do and then there's stuff to for you to work but the the results are nothing short of amazing Mm-hmm. And if they want to see that or read about the results, if you go to my website, which is spelled C-O-R-Y-E-L-L-L-E, Kramer with a K dot com, read the testimonials. Don't take my word for it. OK, read the testimonials. And these are only a small amount of the testimonials that have happened. Well, you're I on mean, Facebook, too, right? And they're on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, they're on my Facebook business page. They're mm-hmm. 
it, it's incredible what, what this is doing. And yes, was I good before? Absolutely. I was a great, I was a great animal communicator, but now it's the animal dynamics have taken it to the next level. It just is incredible. I had a dog yesterday that I showed this dog was insane. Okay. Running around during the zoom call. And I showed this, my client, uh, one touch, one touch. She did one touch on this dog for two seconds and the dog is laying down in the background. I see no it on the, the zoom call. Yeah, so I'm working on getting making that into a little movie with her consent. But it's incredible. That's how fast. That's how amazing these touches are. What what did the touch involve? What whereabouts and and why did that work? It was um it was to, it was a combination. There was an ear touch that I do for the sensory because um they just that usually the sensory it, they get overwhelmed by their senses and 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 uh people places and things and things like that there so i showed her the ear touch to do and then i showed her the other sensory touch one sensory touch was where you contour your hand to the face of the animal or the body of the animal and this the dog chilled out like this i mean maxwell just relaxed in a matter of seconds amazing yeah kind of, like, kind of like the vulcan pinch just kind of you know no it's better <laughs> oh it's thank goodness it's better it doesn't pass out in a person or an animal <laughs> you know she was telling me about a dog uh, that was a member of a family and there were two you'll remember this and they had to put up baby gates all over the place because the dog was uh not cohabitating well with his um fellow dogs or people so they had to keep him separated what did you do for them i showed them different touches i did different techniques that helped um the dog his name was sydney to relax and to also to um, to have communication with him about his brother, his brother bulldog, Bama. And, you know, we worked with the people, though, too. I had to show them techniques to, to because what they were doing is they were doing it wrong. They were not wrong, but they just weren't thinking right, you know, with this. It, it was it, they were getting frustrated. They were getting um Sad. The poor, the poor uh, husband had to wear one of those zapper things. He had a zapper collar on Sydney, and he had to have the. He walked around with the zapper because oh, Sydney's man. gone after him too, so oh, he was scared. Gosh. So it's like there was a lot of fear involved. So we worked over a series of ten weeks. This is not something you can do overnight. I can't do this overnight. I work with these people 10 to 12 weeks and I worked with the whole package. So I showed the people techniques they can do. I showed them touches they can do to relax him when he gets worked up. I told them tones of voices they need to do. I told them different ways of uh, sending him calming energy. And then we started slowly bringing everybody together and getting rid of the baby gates and everybody's able to sit in the living room. But this took time it took time you can't do this overnight it's not gonna work that's the way i used to work i you and i was effective i was but this is so much better this is why i'm getting the results that i'm getting it sounds so much that animals are so let's see so more connected to their bodies than we are and i'm hoping i'm using the right terminology here mm -hmm. because a lot of us sort of ignore what our bodies demand. 
and it seems like the bodies of these creatures are as part of their personality. If you can manipulate their behavior, or is manipulate the right word? If nope. You can, if you can, um, if you can successfully communicate through the, to them by touching portions of their body, then it's logical that their body is connected to their personality in a much stronger way than I would be. Well, have you ever had a good massage? Well, maybe I shouldn't go there with you, because uh, you've been to Thailand. I've had uh, good maybe cheeseburgers. Yeah. I've had good cheeseburgers, and that's part of my point. <laughs> that's part of my point about being connected to the body, right. that the creatures have a, a, a stronger connection to their body that uh, makes them susceptible to um, proper handling. Is that even the right term? I, I think so. I, I mean, I did a show recently a few weeks ago called The Stream of Well-Being. Yes. And animals are very, very tied to their well-being. They want to feel good. <clears throat> the, the majority of the animals, unless they're brought out of their stream of well-being by human beings doing not so cool stuff to them, um, what happens is, is that they'll get back into their stream of well-being, but sometimes they get lost. And it, it, that's when they got the trauma and the PTSD and the fear and all this aggression starts coming up and all this other kind of stuff. So, but animals generally are are very tied to their well-being. They they know how to get back into it. They don't want to mess with it. They want to flow with it. They don't want to flow against it. Humans, God love us. Okay, the not the majority. The majority of humans are cool. Okay, but. We all have some issues where we're like, you know, I'm stepping in, stepping out, stepping in. I don't know. I'm stepping out, stepping in, stepping out. It's like where the animals are just flowing with it. They know how to get back into it and they want to feel good. But we have a tendency to think, you know, overthink things a little bit too much. But they they are very grounded in their body. They are very, usually they are very grounded and centered. This is why they can stay connected to unconditional love, why they can stay connected to patience, why they can stay connected to, you know, their their um their their feeling good and their joy and their happiness. And that, you know, everybody wants to be like their dog. Their dog's so happy at every given moment. <laughs> So you know. we talk about ourselves almost arrogantly, like we're far more complex creatures. And, and this is what I want to do with the animal dynamics, because we are we have to start. This is this is what humanity has to do. We have to stop thinking of ourselves as up here and everybody else down below us. We have to start working as one with nature, with the world and with the animals. Animals are our equals. Okay, they are. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, they are our equals. We have to start seeing an animal as an equal, sentient, feeling, loving being. And when you do that, you're living a happier life. When you don't do that, you are constantly trying to convince yourself on a daily basis and living in your hubris and your arrogance. We made some progress because scientists, I think it was last week, announced that uh, they are definitely, uh, they definitely recognize that crows have a self-awareness. And if crows have a self-awareness, then of course, you know, everyone that has a pet understands that their pet is self-aware. Mm -hmm. we, we may not say that about the bear in the woods, but it's an easy, 
logistics jump to say that the bear in the woods, if my dog is self-aware, then the bear in the woods is self-aware. Wild animals are more self-aware than domesticated animals. I would are. think they would have to be, right? Yeah, because they are they are freer. They they are living a freer life. Here mm -hmm. in domesticated world, we're constantly trying to pull our animals into our own our own issues. And we gotta stop doing that. See, I think you it's know? about living in that moment. Wild creatures have the ability to live in the moment of every moment of their lives. Mm -hmm. And humans and domesticated pets don't necessarily live all their moments in the moment. That's where well, the complexity a lot of, a comes. Lot of, it, it, there's a difference. When you connect to an animal, it's hard to explain. When you connect to a wild animal, it's like connecting to this wild wilderness kind of like energy it's it's untamed energy when you connect to a domestic and when i connect to a domesticated animal it's there and i'm not saying that they're slaves there i'm not saying it like that i'm just saying it's a difference between talking to a dog and connecting to a dog who's safe at home by the fire and happy and joyful and just has a full stomach and talking to a a, a red-tailed hawk who's you know living moment to moment uh, and trying to survive and hasn't eaten in a week <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's different it right. just is exactly and by the way if you want to have somebody when you go home who's happy to see you all the time get a dog that's the only good thing i can think of um coriel we, we <laughs> i'm just kidding we yeah. have to we Darlin, we have to go, but I want to make sure we get your information out again. Uh, CorielKramer.com is where you go to. There's also another site that I just want to mention because I'm going to have you back on to talk about the human side. Yes. Set, uh, awesome. These days. And what's that website if they want to go to? That is uh, PassionCultivator.com. That is for the human side. CorielKramer.com is for the animal side, please. can take care of the entire family that way. Um, Coriel, it's been a pleasure having you. You're the on. best, Coriel. Appreciate Thanks, all this. Guys. I appreciate it. It was great being here. Thank you for having me. We're going to have you again, and thank you for all those nice things that you said. You're welcome. <laughs> have a great day, Coriel, and that's Coriel Kramer. Go to CorielKramer.com, and you can find out all the information that you need to get in contact with her. And i I got to tell you, it is worth every moment that you're going to spend doing it because you're going to see results like you've never seen before i promise that's on my that's on my honor to be able to say that um because she she's remarkable and quite frankly she's been on my show for uh over well over a year nobody else has done that or has been able to do that because i truly believe in what she does and she she really is remarkable so thank you coriel for for being here it's been awesome awesome to have you Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good night. Bye -bye. You, as, you as well. It's now we're doing, Eric, what are we going to do next? Next we do, there it is. We're going to do that next. Yes. Hello, I'm Eric Hall, and with Kevin McDonald, this is Pacific Northwest Journeys. This is where we explore the many exciting people, places, subjects, and landscapes that make up the stories of the Pacific Northwest. Come join us. We want to share what we see as one of the greatest places in the world to live. Rainier Beach. 
What we know as Rainier Beach area was a home of the lake people, or people of the large lake for 10,000 years before the settlement, which included what they called the Little Island, now known as Pritchard Island. The Little Island was on the trade route of the time and was surrounded and visited by a diverse group of peoples from tribes in the area as they made their way through making trades and gathering food. The people of the large lake were related to, but a separate tribe from the Duwamish. They as well as the tribes of the Northwest made their lodge homes from cedar trees on the shores of the lake, as well amongst the trees of the small island. You see, cedar is the most important to the tribes of the area. Cedar would be picked and begin to dry in the spring. Then the cedar ceremony was held in the winter. Cedar was used to build homes, clothing, mats, baskets, tools, medicine, totems, and canoes. It would be offered to the ocean, rivers, and lakes representing thanks to the Creator. It was given as gifts to the family and to strengthen friendships. It was well accepted that the cedar tree were a symbol of generosity and providence and the rings of the tree symbolize the interconnectedness of all living things. The Rainier Beach area population boomed during the 1880s. It had Hillman City, Atlantic City, Lakeview, Genesee, Dunlap, and Columbia City. These were all communities that eventually became annexed into Seattle. And they were connected via an electric train from downtown Seattle's Main Street, it would head east on Dearborn, then south on Rainier to Columbia City. And the ride either north or south took you through an area called Garlic Gulch, which was an Italian settlement that grew fruits and vegetables sold at farmers markets, food stands, and Pike Place Market. Commuters of the train could see and smell their food growing and they could watch who was working the gardens. And Rainier Avenue is so perfectly named. You see, recently I drove at sunrise, and I'm at a stop facing Mount Rainier. The foot of the mountain is pink, then is dark blue at the summit. The mountain dominates the scene as the buildings, cars, people become unnoticeable. Sheep clouds are red underneath and cotton white at the top. I watch the blinking red lights of a plane as it's on its way to SeaTac. My window is open and the air is fresh as it gusts into my window. The early city, Seattle city planners designed this road this way. And this is why we call it Rainier Avenue. And there's a proverb that says, Blessed is he who plants trees under whose shade he will never sit. Seattle was well settled by World War II. The Rainier Beach area was a zip code to one of the most diverse in the country. People from many backgrounds had settled into this area. And what was known as the Little Island had changed hands a couple of times. First known as Young Island, then Pritchard Island. And the construction of the Ballard Locks lowered Lake Washington, which made Pritchard Island connected to the nearby land. See, there was a gentleman called Fujitaro Kubota. 
He had immigrated from Japan to Seattle in 1907, and he worked for the railroad before purchasing some land near Rainier Beach and establishing his now world-renowned Kubota Landscaping Company in 1923. And Mr. Kubota's landscaping philosophy was to work with nature. Man cannot control nature. Nature will always have the last word. World War II came around. Mr. Kubota was interned in Minidoka, Idaho. And being who he was while he was interned, he created a rock garden there was made from the stones and sagebrush and what was growing from the land. It was a garden of beauty, an expression of thought and culture, man's subservience to nature, in a place of man's war against humanity. Home, miraculously, at the return of Mr. Kubota to his home in Seattle, he and his sons, Tack and Tom, were able to revitalize his garden and his business. Kubota Garden was developed. It was offered to the public to enjoy. Rainier Beach continued to grow, diversify, and urbanize. Its population was made up of many peoples from all over the globe who created many communities as they immigrated, then integrated into the surrounding city. The Kubota Garden offered a home place of peace, a continuity of a welcoming nature to all. This was truly a place for everyone. After Fujitara Kubota's death, Seattle purchased the Kubota Garden as a park. But it's more than a legacy to a man that understood man's place in nature. It is a place that expresses a visceral language of serenity, stillness, and grounding. It is a place that expresses to all that go there. And it was not too long ago, one of the most diverse zip codes in the country. People of all backgrounds, black, white, native, islander, Asians, and more. All are hugged by the borders of Kubota Garden. They feel its expression of equality, solidarity, and humanity. It is a special place in that way that it's what America claims to hope for, and we know rarely exists. And there is a cedar tree stump there with its rings exposed. It expresses the interconnectedness of all living things. Is Eric Hall, Is the, he wrote that whole piece, took him about all oh, five minutes or so, and he is an incredible writer. And uh, um, Eric, that was that was a really was a fun piece to listen to. You know, we live in such an interesting area, and Mr. Kubota is is such an amazing guy. You know, for him to be subjected to what he went through, and created a stone garden at uh, Munadaka in Idaho while he was interned, uh, just created a place of beauty when everything about that camp was anti beauty. And when the story of uh, the internment comes out, we're going to be talking about this in about a month with another internment person. It's just, it's, uh, it's amazing that humans are capable of creating such beautiful things under the worst conditions. And when we do that, I think we should spend time and, and rejoice that we have that ability. 
And that garden exists today, and I believe it's at the oh. base of uh, Beacon Hill, correct? Yeah, it's a, like a Renton, right right off of Rainier Beach Avenue. Uh, it, it's uh, You've got to make it. If you haven't been there yet, I urge everyone to go there. It's free. There's parking. It's not far from a bus. You can get there, you know, all kinds of ways. And if you spend, if, if you can only have an hour, spend an hour there. If you can spend all day, either way, you're going to be happy you spent some time there. It truly is remarkable. Even for people that love gardens, they walk away from this place go, that was a masterpiece. So if you really want to go there, you can take the 106 bus from downtown or from Renton. <laughs> yeah, if you're asking right. me how I know that, it's because I drove that thing forever. and I, But I never made it to the garden. Oh, and that's, that's one of the things that you're bringing to us that, that uh, I've lived here uh, just a few years, um, 64 to be exact. And there's lots of places that I have never been to in my own backyard. And Seattle I, is a, just an amazing kaleidoscope of things. And we're still changing. Like every city, you know, it turns and chains over uh, the decades. But Seattle is remarkable. And I think that's why Seattle is grounded in so much creativity. We just have contributed so much to the world. And I think the reason for that is because we're always under constant change. We have all this new blood coming in and out of the city. It's just an amazing place. And the, as I follow up uh, through each station of the link rail, I'm going to visit those neighborhoods and talk about that area. Which, which, which is next? Next is Columbia City. Very nice. Very or, excuse me, Othello. Excuse me, Othello. Othello Street, which is a, a, a street, but it's also a neighborhood. And I'm going to talk more about that because it's an interesting, interesting, it's also another very diverse neighborhood. And it was reliant on Boeing. And for those of us that have been in Seattle most of our lives, uh, Boeing had some difficult times there in the early 70s, and, and Seattle thus had some difficult times. We were a, almost a one-trick pony. You know, we had airplanes and we had forestry. 30 seconds. And that was our gig, and now we've got so many gigs, so please tune in. You, I, I hope you enjoy the stories. I have to put a time limit on you, or you'll just talk, talk and talk and talk. <laughs> It's just amazing. So, by the way, this is Positive Talk Radio, and I want to thank everybody for being here. Go to PositiveTalkRadio.net or MyIndependenceReport.com. And uh, um, the new one that we have, which you're just kicking off, is called ThinkEnergy.Fans. And we've got another one coming that we're not going to talk about today. So we're we're kmedia dot uh, dot pro has got a bunch of stuff coming your way. We're looking forward to having it here and having you with us all the way. Eric, you got just a Eric, second. Eric. I cut Eric. you off of thirty seconds early. Eric, it's Eric. Uh, did, did it's I been a pleasure Eric? to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you said Eric. Oh, yeah, Eric. Soft to see. Thank you. Right, Eric. Or, that's known. That's Mr. Ryder. Mr. Ryder. Right, Mr. Ryder. You're correct. Thank you. See, he <laughs> is correct. Yeah. Yes, and it's now perfect. he's going to say, "Go home." Those time. <laughs> We're almost out of time, guys. Thirty seconds. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. Mr. I, I would like everybody to just uh, take care of each other because, quite frankly, each other's all we got. We'll see you next time, next Monday at nine, on Positive Talk Radio. Bye.